And we are live right now, the Everybody Mad Live podcast. It's Friday, September the 18th. It's day number four. Well, actually, we're 46 days away from electing our 46th next president of the United States. How are you doing today? My name is Sid Lover. What's happening? I'm Kenya Cabean, and you have a great show lined up for you. And Sid, that's a real good point, man. I can't believe we're just 46 days away. Yep, just 46 days away. I'm excited. Actually, there's a couple states I saw that have early voting, so you Uh can actually vote anytime from now all the way up until Election Day. So uh, that's something that I think a lot of people are doing. To me, it just makes sense. If you are a country that's just based on democracy, shouldn't Mm. you make it easier for people to do do democratic stuff? Right. Shouldn't you make it easier for them to vote? Right, especially during the whole uh, climate that we're in right now with the oh, pandemic, yeah. you know. So it's very imperative that people get to the polls and vote. It's 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 by all means necessary, any oh. means necessary, any means necessary, and not voting twice like uh, your president say. What what he say? He say, uh, get your mail in vote, send it in. <laughs> Him and Ivanka, you can always tell when they lying when they start to get the whispering. Yeah. With, with their little whisper, <laughs> and then then once election day comes, then you'll just go to the poll, and then if they don't have your information, like, dude, that ain't how it works. Do you vote? Right, Do right. You vote at all? You you get one way. You get right. one and, way, and that's it. But you know, and you know, he's gonna try to pull some shenanigans too. Oh, and yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to be positive about the situation, but I'm you not. know, Trump is trying to win this election you know he's he's really trying to like just take over and, and win this election right here no he's trying to steal the election he's trying he to steal pretty steal. Much. Stop, stop trying to say win he know he can't win it because he didn't even beat hillary he just got lucky i just, like i saw something he won michigan it was less than a percentage point it was point zero of a mm. point he didn't even win the whole michigan he barely won michigan and then there's still some discrepancy over that we can get in a whole conversation about miss janice winfrey and the seventy thousand votes that didn't get counted in or mm. recounted in michigan but that's a whole nother topic but he, his margins when he did win in 26 was just razor thin real small he barely yeah. beat hillary in the states that he beat her in mm. and then you're getting to now and then he's uh it ain't like that. So some of the polls are uh, giving a lot different case. So I, I'm kind of glad about that. But that that doesn't make me any less concerned because my thing mm-hmm. is like he's the president and he can cheat just like yeah. your governor did when he was secretary of state down in Georgia. That's what you I'm saying. Like, boys, like they can't play for real, for real. So they're going to cheat to win. They're going to cheat. They're going to they gonna cheat and they're going to try to steal the election. You know, just like said mentioned but that's why it's very important that everybody has to get out and vote do what you got to do and um we we got to make a change man like change definitely has to happen for real yeah well I, i'm definitely ready for the show you can leave your comments let us know what you're thinking oh under- something new something new where's where it at what, there so yeah that? that that's our link to everything solo.2 slash everybody mad so what you can do you can uh, check out our link please follow our pages all of our social medias there both our social medias there also for the page, uh, you can check that out too. So follow the Everybody Mad page on Facebook. We post more than just stuff about the show. We'll post some news and some information and things that's going on. So that's the Facebook page. So solo.2 slash Everybody Mad, you can follow that. And then too, if you want to be a guest on today's show, uh, there's a link at that solo2.mad. So if you want to comment on anything that we're talking about, you can go to that link. And you can put We can put you in a virtual studio and you can be a part of the Shizzo yeah, that's what we're talking about. So let us know what's up. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this week's hot topics and hot stories. Uh, said everybody was talking about Andrew Gillum. That's Florida's Democratic 
uh, nominee for governor back in 2018. He broke his silence on the Tavern Hall show this week, finally addressed the night that everybody was talking about, the night that he was found, found wasted in a hotel room with another man who overdosed on drugs back in March. Now, meth was allegedly in the room as well as a male prostitute. Now, the big headline that, you know, all everybody was just playing up that he admitted to being bisexual. His wife, RJ, actually appeared on this on the show with him. And she said love and sexuality exist on a spectrum. And all, she said that all she cares about is what's between them and what's what agreement that they make with their relationship and each other. Um, she also said that she knew that he was bisexual before he got married. So a lot of people were talking about it. It looked as though it was a very um, emotional interview on his part. So then the question I'm going to throw to you is, what do you think that he will be able to run again for public office for 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 any anything politically? Do you think that his political career is over? Because in my opinion, and I thought about it, well, I'm like, well, hell, we got Trump as the president. Uh, I don't think it, it, it's, it's not an issue that he's LGBTQ because there's a lot of gay politicians out there. So we know that. Um, I think that it may be an issue, though, for him just because he's black. You know what I mean? I think that that's the only thing that's going to stop his political career, because had this been a white guy, I believe it would have happened. But then I remember the whole Clarence Thomas situation. Clarence Thomas. Remember, didn't he? That was like, wasn't it back in the 80s or the early 90s? That was yeah, but got, yeah, but he got caught in a scandal and he's still sitting uh as a Supreme Court judge. He was one of the ones. Uh he was also conservative. Uh yeah. I think uh there's a little bit of fight in there. Uh notice all those men um who have to face the consequences of their actions and things like that. From a political standpoint, those politicians are a lot of those are African-American or and they're also a lot of them are Democrats. Democrats just feel a whole different way for some reason about uh, their leaders. When their leaders get caught up in scandals, uh, Democrats are real, real quick to be like, all right, bro, you're going to go home. Whereas mm-hmm. Republicans, they'll circle the wagon around there. Uh, like, you know, Republicans are staying by your man. Tell me why not. Like, uh, <laughs> he's mine. Mm-mm. I don't yeah. care what he did. I don't care if he grabbed women by the I don't care. I would I will stand by him because right. he believes in pro-life. Because right. I'm pro-life. That's it. So do you think that he'll be able to have a political career? I don't. Mm-hmm. I um I think he needs to op- probably operate in another space just because people are just fickle. It's it's unfortunate it, because mm-hmm. he's brilliant. I think he was really, really railroaded. He should be the governor of Florida uh, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, he, won, he, he lost. He lost by. It was like just. He's presidential material. Like he, he really is. He really he, is. He is. However, like, is, is did we even get an answer on like what happened with the meth and like why you're in the hotel with this gay escort, male gay escort? Like right. none of that was happening. So like it was. It, it was like everybody forgot. Everything was part of that. I don't even know if Tamron asked that question, uh, but it's like, where's where's the rest of it? And I was like, I don't even know if you should have did this. And I get it, because from his standpoint, the last thing we saw him, well, well, the second to last thing we knew is he was cheated out of the Florida governor. Uh-huh. The, the, the last thing we remember from him is that he's laying in his vomit in a hotel room, passed out with yeah. a male escort on meth and some and some other thing. He it took was, a drug test and he wasn't uh he didn't he was clear so any yeah drugs or okay anything. so why they say the meth and like why would he passed out and where's the vomit so like you, right. you you so now that means you weren't on meth but you were just drunk and passed out and naked on your vomit in front of 
people who clearly don't care about you because they took your picture. They took your picture and they outed they took you your like picture, that. Knowing who yeah. you are. Yeah. That's my thing is you you got to know who you need to be around, especially when you're at different sorts of things. My circle is small. You have to guard yourself as far as who you allow in your circle. And right. my thing is you you can't trust everybody. Yeah, you really can't. Really, you can trust those folks. You really can. And now let's talk about the whole situation with his wife. Yeah. Knowing, you know, because I saw like a lot of people on social media, they were like, well, how could she stay and how could this, how could that? But here's the deal. Um, there's people that have these arranged marriages or just don't even care. And, you know, they find a partner and they're like, okay, if you're bisexual, because let's be honest now, had it been a woman, you know, like they, no one ever criticizes women for being bisexual, but then they turn around and marry a man or they have a boyfriend. But if a dude does it, Oh yeah. It's like, oh, he's <laughs> bisexual. Ooh. You know what I mean? And and people people blow it up and make a big deal of it. And people are criticizing, saying, Well, how can she stay? Guess what? It's their life. This yeah. is what if this is what they choose to do, so be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want people to just that's realize you gotta stay out of folks' business, you know. That's that's like, she she's she's been known. Look, she's been known. He was gay. And here's another thing, too. I feel like people kind of tag the whole now this is a whole other topic. I feel like people tag the whole bisexual thing just for approval instead of just saying just gay. Just go, just go ahead and say that's the easy I'm way gay. out. Just 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 say yo, I'm gay. This is what I like. This is what it is. If you're gonna go out on a platform like that, but it's just like when Frank Ocean was like, "Oh yeah, I'm bisexual." It's because for some reason bisexuality is a little bit more accepted than yeah. gay. You know what I mean? And that's. Yeah. That's just what it is. For me, when I hear bisexual, a lot of times it's just the training wheels to go to gay because, like, they're 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 not they're not ready to take that particular step right now. Yeah. So, like, what they'll be doing is like, okay, well, I'm gonna be bisexual and try out this particular lifestyle while I ease into whatever. And I guess like it's 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 just part of what the world is. It's it's just so unfortunate that people just won't mind their business. Yeah. I don't care what RJ uh, uh, and 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 uh, Andrew doing doing their bed. I don't care what arrangement they have right. i watched the interview and one of the things that i could tell out of that they love each other they when really do thinking, she looked at him like she yeah. was looking at him like oh my god like yeah. it don't even matter like i love you and like that's yeah. un that's unconditional love their body language is there so i don't care right. if you love it why right. should i even care about what you do in your bedroom but it's so unfortunate that people do and this man it's gone. Like yeah. I really don't think that his political career will be anything. I, I, no, I, I agree. I agree. And 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 let's and let's be clear too. People always make a big deal if it's something that's gay or bisexual in the bedroom because once again that does has nothing to do with who he is as a person. Right. You know what I mean? Like this man is he's brilliant. Uh, he was a, he was an amazing politician until this whole scandal went down. But you know it's like there's so many people doing crazy shit in their bedroom. And not being judged for it, they don't talk about it. It's people that's uh, pedophiles, it's people into bestiality, it's people that like uh, sucking toes. I mean, I could, I could, it's everybody we got one living at 1600 Avenue, Pennsylvania yeah. Avenue. Look, look, man, everybody you can't got their all thing. the stuff there. Every found on him, yeah, everybody got their thing. But just because of what you do in your bedroom, should it really define you as a person? No. So just, you know, just stop. You know, I saw like a lot of hate, you know, people were coming down on him and stuff. Man, people need to chill on that for real. And I see it from a lot of black people, which which, which to me hurts me most because yeah. <coughs> I won't participate in, in the tearing down of another black man. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry, I won't. Not me. Yeah. Well, um, until we get to the Kanye West story. <laughs> I would tell you, he, he, but he's not a black man. He's not a black man. He's something else. He's What's something up, else. April Brewer? What's going on? That's my classmate from back in the day. Leave your comments. You can also jump on um, the link under the uh, under the page and uh, make your comment about this story right here. Yep. All right, then. So let's keep it moving, man. We got some more stuff to talk about. Trump back in the news again. Investigative journalist Bob Woodward, who already exposed Trump for lying to everybody about the whole corona pandemic, did it again. He exposed Trump this week for comments that he made about black America. I'm going to let said roll the clip. Let, let me ask you this. I mean, we share uh, one thing in common. Uh, we're white, uh, privileged, who uh, my father was a lawyer and a judge in Illinois, and we know uh, what your dad did. And uh, uh, do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent? Is it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain particularly black people feel in this country? You no, you, you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? You switched it to you. Wow. No, I don't feel that at all. I don't think there is systematic or institutional racism in this country. Well, I think there is everywhere. I think probably less here than most places or less here than many places. Are you surprised? No. You can't be surprised, though. You really can't be surprised. Me? Oh, no, I'm not surprised. No, no. No, I'm not. Surprised. I'm just saying it's, it's Trump. This is this is who he is. Like, here, here's my whole thing. Trump don't care about black people at all. Never has, no. never will. Everybody's going to try to put their spin on this right here. People are going to try to say, uh, especially the black Republicans, because, you know, they ride or die for Trump. Oh, they're yeah. going to try to put their spin on this and what he said. Yo, Trump don't care about black people no. at all. You know what I'm saying? And for the people out there that think that he does, I really, y'all need to reevaluate your whole thinking process, especially yeah. with the upcoming election, because he don't give a damn. Like, like really they say back in the day, a, a good a good goddamn at all you, know, you don't care about black folk at all at all and that's why we're at well last week we talked about ice cube and he's 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 open to the conversation from both biden's camp and uh ice cube's camp and i was like what for right right and get the vote that's that's, that's what we're trying to do right now so that's that the shenanigans that he's trying to pull with uh your boy ice cube and you know we talked about that last week uh, let's see. So that just, I, I want to make sure that we throw this out here because it's our responsibility, especially if we have this platform to let everybody know if you are voting by mail, check out IWillVote.com to check your state's deadlines and logistics to receive a ballot. It's the best way to send it off ASAP uh, to the United States Postal Service because, you know, the Trump administration right now, they got the post office all jacked up. Mail is moving uh, slowly right now. And it's, this is, it's suppression. This is this is voter suppression right now. It's happening, but it can be circumvented if we vote early. All right. So once again, that's IWillVote.com. Meanwhile, Trump got grilled by two black voters who identify as undecided during an ABC town hall meeting that went down in Philly this past Tuesday night. And they gave him the business. They could have gone a little bit harder, but it was like a wake up call. How you doing, Mr. President? Good. Uh, you've coined the phrase, make America great again. Right. When has America been great for African-Americans in the ghetto of America? 
Are you aware of how tone <laughs> comes off to African American community? That far. Well, I can that see we have tremendous African American support. You've probably seen it in the polls. We're doing extremely well with uh, African American, Hispanic American. Can't ask like, you that. You've rarely seen a Republican have. Uh, if you talk about make America great, uh, if you look at just prior to, and I'm talking about for the black community, uh -huh. if you look just prior to this horrible situation coming in uh -huh. from China when the virus came in, that was the probably the highest point, home ownership uh -huh. for the black community. Home ownership. So uh, in January? Lower crime. Right. Best jobs they've ever had. Highest income. The best employment numbers. So we was living had. life in you January, know, wasn't we? Want to look over many years. You could just go back six ah! or seven months from now. That was the best single moment in the history of the African-American people. In this oh, my country, God. I think, you know, I would say. Well, I mean, your statement is, though, make it great again. So historically, uh, the African-American experience, especially in these out of these ghettos that have been out of red line, uh, historically, these ghettos that have systemically been set up and treated the way that they have been, the conditions of the drugs, the guns, and everything else that actually created the symptoms for what we see, uh, that you uh, profess to be just the democratic cities in themselves, uh, these things have historically been happening for African-Americans in these ghettos, and we have not been seeing uh, a change. That part. Oh. He told the truth, though. And yeah. see, it's something that Trump's not used to because he's so used to doing all of these rallies, these KKK, yeah. I'm sorry, Trump rallies, where uh, people get together and he talks and dictates and no one says anything and he's never yeah. challenged and never called out on his shit. But exactly. in this situation, he was called out and there needs to be more town hall meetings like this where yeah. you know people are actually going to you know uh, pull his cards and be like, yo, this is this is how we really feel. Because it yeah. seems like sometimes he's so delusional. You know, yeah. like he like he doesn't even have a clue what's really going on. He's in his own zone. Of course, he doesn't care about us. We just talked about yeah, that. But but I'm but I'm so glad that he, he was able to. I'm so glad that that was broadcast on Absolutely. TV in front of perfect. billions and millions of Americans. Like people really needed to see that, and he but needed to hear that. I was watching. Have you heard this? Um, what is it called? Social dilemma. It's yeah. on Netflix. Yes, it's so good. Oh my god, and I'm so terrified of it too because it just makes sense. It's just like we've allowed ourselves to just mold our society and use technology to mold it into something that makes us feel good and it just operates just for us. So so basically it makes silos. We're all in silos, all in our own little silo that we want. So whatever we want to see, that's what we see or whatever we want to feel, that's what we feel. So mm -hmm. if racists want to be racist and they and they don't want to see the truth for what's going on, then they probably won't because their Facebook is probably going to have all Trump stuff, probably all this white supremacist stuff. So they'll never see all the great things that minorities do, all the great yeah. things that black people do all the horrible things that that uh police do to black people so that's when so 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 like it clicked for me was what that like why we've been screaming at each other for like four years like like why can't your ass get it that right. like this is crazy well they're getting a whole different set of realities and right. that terrifies me because we don't even know what's the truth because right. we got a set of truth and they got a set of truth so like how the hell we come together Right, exactly. It's a divide. It's, it's, let me tell you, for, for people out there, instead, I'm so glad you brought that up. The Social Dilemma, it is an amazing documentary on Netflix. If yeah. you have a Facebook account, if you have an Instagram account, if you have any kind of social any media platform, platform anything. you need to watch this film because it breaks down how social media affects our lives. Yeah. It, it's to the point where you don't even realize it. We don't. We don't. It's, 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 it's completely, it, it affects our lives. It makes you it, it it controls your life and take somebody's phone away from from I mean, they will lose their minds yeah yeah minds. and yeah. that's crazy like yeah. if you took this away literally it's sitting right next to me i ain't got no need to have it but it's sitting right next to me if you took this from me 
I would flip this place up and it's crazy because yeah. I've never been like a materialistic type of person, but just based on how we've allowed this tool to become so ingrained in what we do, it's like, man, we got a whole host of problems. We got racism to deal with, but we also got like this crazy, uh, what, AI or artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence controlling control. Controlling everything. Everything. Yeah, and, and, and then and then my heart goes out to even like just the kids and what the kids have to go through. You know that yeah. whole segment with the little girl and everything. I mean, people, yeah. you, you gotta watch. It's on Netflix. Check it out and 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 let us know your thoughts on it. And don't forget, you could comment on what's going on on the show today. I uh, got a lot of hot topics going on. Everybody's checking in. Uh, Kenny Lauderdale, my cousin Omar, my cousin Tasha, Tia Acker, and Savannah. Miss you too, boo. Uh, let's see. It's just yo, it's, it's lit today, man. So definitely let us know what's going on. In your mind with the Everybody Mad podcast. Um, Brianna Taylor, the city of Louisville, Kentucky, agreed to pay $12 million to the family of Brianna Taylor and institute sweeping police reforms in a historic settlement uh, of the family's wrongful death lawsuit. However, there has still been no arrest, not one arrest in, the, in this flawed raid that, of, of, uh, that killed Brianna Taylor. Yeah. So it's 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 still kind of like a problematic situation. It's kind of like, okay, we're just gonna give you this money and you know, we're not gonna arrest these people for what they did. But those officers have to be held accountable for killing this young black yeah. queen. Somebody yeah. has to be held accountable. And yeah. and and no no one is gonna arrest until there are some charges and there's some arrests made. Nobody's gonna rest till we get tired of seeing Ben Crump face. Um, not to say anything shady about him, but just the fact that, like, when I see him, I know something done went wrong. I know yeah. it's been another hashtag in our community. And my thing is, I'm so tired of that. And I get it. And 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 like, please don't um, understand my comments to be anything that's that's negative towards the family. Because at the end of the day, I'm not mad that they took this $12 million because like, who's to say that they'll ever get any sort of justice anyway, because like, we know what the justice system does. And, and then $12 million, this is the biggest settlement ever in any sort of uh, uh, a wrongful death or any sort of uh, uh, officer involved issue. So it's historic and things like that, but it kind of just takes the wind out of your sails a little bit because still nothing happened. That's going to be transformative that we see. They said yeah. that a part of the settlement that they're going to do, they're going to have sweeping changes but we gotta see something first. We gotta see, we gotta something. see something first. Bad cops need to be made examples of. Bad cops ain't like a bad McDonald's per person who forgot your fries or did or didn't take the pickles off your burger. You know what I'm saying? Bad cops when they mess up at their job, people die. You know, people die, and mm -hmm. you have to get to a point to where you say, you know what? We have to analyze the information and look at it. If you were willfully neglectful of your responsibilities at your job, you just gotta go to jail. Yeah, it. it's, 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 it. and, and if you think about it and you can tell me if I'm wrong, because said, I know you're really good with, you know, uh, remembering stuff like this. But with all of the violence that has happened against unarmed African-Americans, has there been any cop that's gone to jail for it? It's very rare that there are any cops uh, the, the, uh, in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, you had those officers that were arrested, but they they're not in jail now. Like they're no, out. They're out. Um you had um, there's the uh, African Somali uh, police police officer in Minnesota that uh, was arrested. I mean, literally, it's probably less than five that I can even think of yeah. officers who've actually been arrested. Uh, Amber Geiger uh, in Dallas, uh, 
she got what seven years so so like it's not been a whole lot and mm -hmm. that and that's the thing that affects us with the Breonna Taylor yeah we're excited about the settlement and I know they still have the uh, criminal charges going on so I know there's still a chance right that more will be added to it but it just kind of takes the air out of your sail a little bit because it's like how do we ever get to a point to where these cops know that like you just can't do this mm -hmm. you just can't go around willfully killing people and you can skillfully do your job you can skillfully be a police officer and not kill people right and these people and and, and, and and what's even more problematic said is that they end up getting jobs in other cities and that's the other thing you, you get know, fired, and, and, then you go take your uh, jacked up ways to another community. Right. So it's not. So it's like you're, they're not even being reprimanded. You get a slap on the wrist, and then you go to another city, start over fresh, and you right. start doing the same stuff that you were doing before. Right. You need That's to find another right. career, dog. You need to find yeah. another career because this ain't you. Maybe you need to be security. Maybe yeah. we need to give you a flashlight and keys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what needs to go down. All right. So. Um, Another just horrible story that went down last week that had everybody talking about on social media. And this is a, one of those videos where I didn't even watch, but it was a, a video of an unarmed black man by the name of Roger Walker being physically attacked by two sheriff deputies down here in Atlanta, Cl Clayton County, to be exact. It went viral. One of the deputies was fired this past Sunday uh, for excessive use of force after he was shown repeatedly beating the brakes off of Roderick while a woman who believed to be his girlfriend or cousin was in the car and his kids watched. His kids watched, screaming while all of this happened. The two officers involved, um, there were two officers involved, but only one of them had been terminated at this time. It was initially reported that Roderick was a passenger using a rideshare app, uh, Lyft, but Lyft said that it, it, he wasn't using uh, a Lyft. But it's alleged that the driver was pulled over due to a taillight being out. Apparently, the driver didn't have his driver's license, so the cops started questioning Roderick and the woman in the car, requesting them to show their IDs. And Roderick, he was like, yo, why are you questioning me? I wasn't even driving. I didn't do anything wrong. Then the officer asked Roger to step out the car, and that's when all hell broke loose. And and these cops didn't even de-escalate the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it, it was a horrible situation. Uh anyway, right now, Roderick's attorneys, they want all charges against him dropped. And uh they definitely want indictment for these uh officers that did that. How many days have we been since George Floyd? We're on one hundred and I've lost count, but I'll get the count before the end of the show. But this is a hundred and something days uh, after George Floyd. So that should have been the moment that just lit up everything. And we all have been united. And then protests have continued since that point. Right. But the fact that we're still protesting and y'all still doing it. Still doing it. Y'all still doing it. Still so that means it. that like, there needs to be something monumental to change that. So that's why we mad that like we got the settlement for Breonna Taylor before we got the charges. We mad about right, that because right, exactly. it don't make sense. We get, uh, we tired of this because all that means is when you don't hold people responsible or accountable for what they do. And we see it with Trump, they do something else. Mm -hmm. Oh, they keep doing it. You got to hold people accountable when they don't yeah. do right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with society right now. No one's being held accountable and people keep pulling these these stupid shenanigans yeah. that's happening right now. It's sad. It's getting out of control. Tired of it. Yeah. Everybody's tired of it. That's why everybody's mad. Leave your comments. Let us know what's we going on. Black newborns that are born. Right. They are three times more than likely to die under the care of white doctors. Now, this is true. What I just told you, Dr. Oz. 
uh, is actually using his privilege and status to bring awareness to this. He launched the hashtag more black doctors. He black, he actually launched this initiative as a part of his efforts to raise awareness about racial bias in hospitals. Now, a recent study published in uh, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the U.S. showed that the mortality rate of black newborns dwindled from 58 percent to 39 percent when they're under the care of black doctors. But when it came to white babies, their mortality rate was hardly affected regardless of the doctor's race. That is crazy. It's like we don't even have a chance when we come out the womb. Oh, I can't. Yeah, that's horrible. Whoa, that's 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 heavy, bro. I can't. Babies. That's crazy. And it's crazy that they have research and studies to support that. Mm -hmm. That should just be and like, like we just talked about, girl, I just heard. Like, yeah. that should be like some conversation. But like, they've actually done done a uh, commission research uh, from a university to get that information. So that's and it's facts. We yeah, need more of us. Not only do we need more of us at that political table, we need more of us everywhere. Everywhere. Empower, empower positions, lawyers, doctors you know, uh, decision makers that can really make things happen. That's why it's, it's important. And I stress, you know, yeah. definitely uh, shouts out to you, Sarah. Thank you, babe. Uh, just the importance of education. You know, it, that's very important. It's very important. Yeah. HBCUs are really important too. Uh, those, those have been in the news um, too. So we have to do more to support institutions that make sure that our black students are not left behind. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's talk about the NFL. You know, the NFL. You know, they they've uh, they've done. They're doing a lot lately. They're they're trying to you know uh, do some damage control. Even though they've launched initiatives to give back to black businesses affected by COVID and uh, got people standing for the national black anthem at a few games, the fact still remains that Colin Kaepernick, who's a free agent, he still ain't got no job. Despite the NFL admitting that they were wrong for the way that they handled the whole uh, take a knee situation. Now, Cap filed a, a complaint of collusion and ended up settling with the league. And so did his teammate, Eric Reed. But Eric, he's not even playing either. So Colin, what he did was this past week, he jumped on social media. He dragged the NFL for propaganda and questioned why Eric hasn't signed to a team despite being highly in demand. Let me share what the Miami Dolphins' uh, response to this whole uh, thing was to, to the league. Authentic? That's the mystery. Or is it just another symbolic victory? Now there's two anthems. Do we kneel? Do we stand? If we could just right our wrongs, we wouldn't need two songs. We don't need another publicity parade. So we'll just stay inside until it's time to play the game. Whatever happened to the funds that were promised? All of a sudden, we got a glass pocket. The bottom line should not be the net profit. You can't open your heart when it's controlled by your wallet. Decals and patches. Fireworks and trumpets. We're not puppets. Don't publicize false budgets. Ask the pundits and we shouldn't have a say. If you speak up for change, then I shut up and play. If we remain silent, that would just be selfish. Since they don't have a voice, we're speaking up for their help. So I'll stop it right there. Um, I think it was a, about a three three minute video and just just a response to basically saying that like, okay, it's cute what y'all doing, but we need more. We need more. You got to do more because what you're doing is just icing on the cake. 
Mm-hmm. You don't even know what the cake looked like, and we got to change this whole cake from the inside out. And yeah. uh, like, like it's cute that you're doing things, but a lot of what you're doing is really just publicity because it's things that people can see. But we know that like the wheels that turns to society, the wheels that turn sy- systematic racism, those are hidden. Those mm-hmm. ain't up front. Those are in those backdoor deals. Those are those government policies. Those are the, those are those people in power who have the ability to make change. Because right now we know that, like honestly, we know that we can't let people just do the right thing. If racism was going to magically just erase itself away and just leave, it would have been gone. Mm-hmm. But more, you have to put policies in place to protect people. Yeah, and you do. That's what we're doing. And they're saying that like the NFL as a billion dollar, billion dollar institution, you can do more than just doing something cute on the national anthem. Like you can actually get those senators to do some stuff because you already work with them anyway to build your billion dollar stadiums. Mm -hmm. So y'all already have good relationships with all these political leaders anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well said that part, bro. Said dropping some knowledge. You all leave your comments. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. And if you want to jump on, all you got to do is click the link and you will be in our live broadcasting studio. So you can come on live with us and share your thoughts on today's stories. I uh, said, remember the story um, about the 19 black families that put their money together to start their own town? Yeah. Well, the word is that production companies are trying to get them to go ahead and uh, do a reality show. Which really doesn't surprise me. I could see uh, HGTV uh, picking them up, not necessarily VH1 or BET, but I think maybe like HGTV, because what this show is going to do is show them building the town from the ground up. It's going to have them, uh, you know, uh, dealing with renovations, living through it while dealing with their personal lives. It's going to be fascinating. Now, the town is supposed to be called Freedomville, Georgia. And um, I feel like it's a beautiful thing. I think it's going to be great. You know, a lot of times I think that we as African-Americans don't really teach kids, you know, our families about money and wealth and buying property and stuff of that nature. Uh, you know, if somebody like when grandma dies and people fighting over the house and how much we all going to get off the house and stuff like that. No, you got to keep that property. I'm yeah. telling you, real estate is the, is gold. It's the way to go. Really and is. and no one wants to really talk about that with the African-American community. So I'm glad that they are setting the example of, uh, you know, we can work together and build up a town. And and look at that. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be beautiful right there. Yeah, it's dope. We need to uh, get them on the show. We also need to uh, probably uh, look at some financial planning uh, type of thing, uh, too. I think it's uh, time that we start having those conversations so our get a little bit better with money because um we can't be dependent on and waiting on stimulus checks uh to be able to get us out of holes and things like that yeah we we got to make sure that we find other avenues of income for real because everybody needs that yeah everybody needs that you know you got to have more avenues of income so uh we will definitely be bringing you more of that on the everybody mad podcast all right so the big entertainment news that went down this past week versus with two legendary ogs patty labelle and Gladys Knight. Yep. And when I say it did not disappoint, it was it really didn't. good. You know, you had uh, Patty playing her songs, Gladys Knight playing her songs. And I know we talked about it last week, how we thought it was going to be and everything like that. But for me, it was very nostalgic. Uh, for me, it was, uh, there was, there, there was lots of, uh, I got some stuff going on behind the scenes. It was, it was nostalgic and it kind of 
reminded me of my childhood and all the songs that my mom and dad used to listen yeah. to back in the day. And so, you know, I kind of got like a little bit emotional, you know, throughout the uh, throughout the show. But I, I, I felt like it was good. You know, uh, Patty's still sassy. Gladys Knight is still sassy and beautiful. They're both beautiful women. I loved it. There was one point where uh, she even took off her, uh, Patty LaBelle even took off her shoes. Okay. In the middle of the, uh, uh, she kicked off her shoes like the old times. So it was really good. You know, I, I thought it was really good. I liked that they did it on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, Actually, I, it was I, the second um, largest one. I didn't think it was going to be uh, that well. Uh, I, I really didn't. Just because the technological divide. I didn't think mom and them was going to be able to figure it out. But they did. They did. They got <laughs> over there and they figured out how to get them some Patty LaBelle. And, and I like how they did it because... They clearly ain't watched no verses before because they just got their music down. They sat down in them chairs and sang, was singing flat-footed, sitting down, didn't, didn't get up, didn't need to. Because <laughs> their voice was strong enough, so they didn't have to sing, singing almost the whole song, but it was yeah. beautiful. And then, like, the last 15 minutes was dope, too, because they brought out the uh, third musketeer of that uh, of that uh, trio of... Uh, yeah, Dion Warwick. Got that Dion Warwick uh, in there, so that was cool too to get them uh, in there um, singing that remake of um, uh, uh, Superwoman. I think Superwoman, yeah, that that was good, and I like when they did. That's what friends are for. Gladys Knight, he was singing throughout the majority of it. Um, Patti LaBelle was singing too. You can see that clearly, you know, and and don't hate me for this right here. I'm just calling it for what it is. Her voice isn't as strong as it used to be. Uh, Gladys, you know, but but it was still, you know, like it was still just beautiful to see these beautiful black women that we were all raised on come together and, and do a versus like it was, it was just so awesome. It was heartwarming. And I, I truly enjoyed it for really, even when Dion came out with uh looked like she just got through smoking Newports and drinking coffee. I, I really enjoyed it. It was really beautiful for real. Uh, Jamie Foxx says that he wants to do a versus. Oh, yeah. He wants to do a versus with Will Smith. And he thinks that sing and act, rapping. What? What? what well, like, that's gonna be a variety show versus right. Because I was kind of well. I I think that this is gonna be more so the acting because Will was a rapper, Jamie was a singer. So right. I think what he's talking about is like maybe like showing like their best movie clips, which is kind of a dope different spin on versus. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, so that would be good. I could see that happening. And uh, he said that he would also like to see Denzel Washington up against Al Pacino. So I think that would be dope, but I would like to see Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. That might be dope. You know, just to like play like their best clips from all their movies from back in the day. I think that it's just something different. And then I know a lot of people, you know, I see a lot of people trying to throw out like what would be a great versus and everything. I know you and I, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about Mariah Carey, which I don't know who who could go up against Mariah because Mariah just got so many hits. You know, we I, I said Tony Braxton would be good uh, for Mariah. But then I also came up with uh, this right here. Uh, Tyrese and Genuine. Tanking Jamie Foxx, Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans, Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown. That's, you know, that's my list for. I like to see that. Yeah, it might work. Especially Lil' Kim and Foxy because, you know, they had beef back in the day. So I know that would be big. It, it, it would just be like the whole Brandy and Monica thing. And I like how they're doing verses now where they're actually side by side. Because remember, initially it was more virtual because of the whole pandemic. But 
Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts on that, yeah. man. Let us know your thoughts. So while we're talking about music, uh, we do have our, our, our one of our guests uh, in the uh, queue. Um, nice. Just uh, brought out. It's uh, new music. Uh, it's good to celebrate music. Uh, we had a good verses with some good music, and I want to bring on one of the uh, <laughs> uh, artists that uh, we have locally. Well, can you let me ask you this? Are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. Oh, God is good. I, I know. I just had to ask because I didn't know how much of uh, gospel and religion I need to explain to you. <laughs> now, <laughs> you tried it on that for real. You say what? You tried it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, out the to the uh, show, uh, the uh, release uh, just released today. Uh, today's the 18th. Um, and just released a brand new gospel CD, and we're gonna play a little bit of it so you can check that out. Welcome to the show, Kevin Stewart. What's going on, brother? What up, bro? What's going on? You all right? Okay, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I'm hanging in. I'm actually in Traverse City on a trip, so I wanted to make sure I slid in. I don't know if y'all can hear me as well. We out in the middle of the woods. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can tell you in the woods, like your internet is super slow and your face is freezing. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> We just wanted to celebrate you. Uh, you have a brand new project uh, out uh, today, um, and it's available yes, on all music uh, platforms. Uh, the title of it is, uh, well, your lead single is uh, Come By Here. Yes, sir. Come by here. Come by here. Okay. And I can, uh, hear, the, I can hear the anointing in your voice. Can you? Oh. Can you? <laughs> I can hear it. Hallelujah. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa. So let's hear a little bit of. Uh, your single, and then we'll come back on the other side, and I'll talk a little Please. bit more. The song is called Come By Here by Kevin Stewart off his highly anticipated album released today. It's called Chains. Congratulations. Okay. Oh, that's dope. That, yeah, man. Like, man, your voice is amazing. What, uh, how long have you been singing? 
Man, I've actually been singing since I was about, ooh, I know a lot of people always say it, but like I think three years old, I think yeah. three years old when I actually started. Uh, how would you describe your style uh, as people are kind of getting introduced to you and want to check out uh, some more of your uh, tracks? Well, you know what I said, it's kind of like, it's a, it's now a combination um, of both contemporary and churchy for a long time. Said, you know, with me singing at Triumph, I'm always the one that's singing high and going hard. Um, but normally in my artistry, I'm normally of uh, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure y'all listen to like Brandy, Her, Tank. That's yeah. kind of what my gospel music resembles in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I'm so used to singing so hard in church. So this was actually my first time doing an actual churchy record. Um, yeah. even with the entire album, it's strict church music, but I, I, I kind of say it's the best, best of both worlds if you listen to my old projects leading up to this one now. So who are your inspiration then musically? Because I know you just mentioned Brandy Tank and her, but do you have any old school uh, artists that you might be influenced by? Or it doesn't matter, like who, who's, who are some of your uh, artists that influence you? Um, right now I'm into a lot of Frank Sinatra. I'm a huge fan of big band music. Anything that has to do with, um, again, laying back, singing, listening to lyrics and uh -huh. different placements. So I'm gonna say Frank Sinatra. Um, of course, I listen to a lot of, um, I would say Kiara Shear, Tone, um, of course, all of the Detroit legends. I listen to a lot of them. Um, but it's it's sad to say a lot of my inspiration comes from a lot of R&B. Um, I li literally told someone today that you know how sometimes you want to listen to something that's very soothing to your spirit or just something that just makes you feel good, but you don't necessarily want to listen to a Tony Braxton record. Mm -hmm. To me, you never really find any gospel records that you can just chill to and catch a vibe to. It's either mm -hmm. you got to hear about a story of them sleeping with somebody or in an entanglement. So to me, my gospel music uh, that I've actually been able to make has been like that mixture of a herd, LMA, Tank, and different people. So again, mm -hmm. this is a big, a big stretch for me to release <laughs> something yeah. of this magnitude. Yeah. Well, do you, so then that means we would probably never ever see you. Uh, are you ruling out that you would never do R&B music? Um, probably not. I do write a lot of R&B. I do write a lot mm -hmm. of R&B and I'm actually featured on um, a new R&B record that should be coming out soon. So R&B is not really my passion. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, I, I love uh, I'm back. Yeah, there you go. Okay, all okay. right. So, um, um, I don't think I would ever release a R&B record unless I'm married, and God kind of mm -hmm. says, "Okay, I, you can go ahead and write love songs." But you know, it's I, I love, I enjoy it, I love it, I do enjoy writing it. But um, you know, it's probably nothing that I'll ever do. Yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate you stopping by, Kevin, and we're excited about the project. Uh, the yeah, Kevin. Of uh, luck to you and best. Well, we say we don't believe in luck. Uh, we know God is going to um, anoint yes, everything uh, that you're doing. So uh, we're excited to uh, share that on the Everybody Man podcast. And please keep us posted. Uh, we'll yes, put sir. some link on the show um, on how to get your uh, podcast. And also we'll put a link to the uh, video on the Everybody Mad uh, show page so we can see your music video and some of your other stuff. So I uh, appreciate you coming by. My Thank brother. you, fellas. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Definitely, definitely brother. Definitely, man. Yes, sir. Oh, that was dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, I've known him for uh, several years. Uh, he's actually uh, 
uh, sings a little a lot at our church, our shrine. Mm-hmm. He ain't your sleepy old kind of like sit down and go to sleep type of gospel. Like he's like a high tribute, uh, Anthony Brown type of high energy type of yeah. type of gospel. Yeah, he de- he definitely has a he has a very distinctive voice. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure, like if he walked in the room and started talking, I would be like, "Oh, that's that's, that's uh, James right there." You know what I'm saying? Like he has a very distinctive voice, and it's gonna take him far. So, uh, shouts out to him. All right, uh, a couple more stories before we wrap things up. After three years of marriage, the big news this week: Cardi B decided to file for divorce from Offset. Now, her camp denies that she's breaking up with him because of Offset having a baby with another woman. That is absolutely, positively not true. Reportedly, Cardi doesn't want child support from Offset and wants everything to be amicable as far as their divorce. So uh, that's it. Splitsville for Cardi being Offset. Can't say that I am surprised by this right here. Uh, I felt like uh, when they met, I felt like that they uh, linked up and got married too early. Uh, it, was just, it just happened so fast, you know, and I get it. You know, you're living a fast life. You're artists. You've got all this money and stuff like that. But you know, they really didn't take time to get to know one another. So I wasn't really surprised by this they right did. here. And it sucks from Cardi B's perspective because she just came out with WAP. Not yeah. everybody going to assume that she ain't got it. <laughs> really said that's what we're doing today, dog. <laughs> and but just playing gospel music, what is wrong with me? I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we just came out of a gospel segment and there you go. Being all secular. Pray for me. Just pray for me. That's all. You know? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he will? Hey, well, let me tell you, everybody was really tripping. I was surprised, man. It came out that uh your girl Nene Leaks is finished with the real housewives of Atlanta. It was time. Yeah, I think this time, like it was just getting tiresome to me, even when I watched it, because she just clearly didn't want to be there. I've been hearing rumblings of it uh earlier in the spring once the pandemic hit, and they were saying, Well, be- because y'all in Georgia never did close. So mm-hmm. uh while we was in the house, I was reading everything back in March and April, and um, I was reading where they had started the filming for this new season, and mm-hmm. Minnie was was never part of uh, any of those scenes that they were filming. So I'd already known that like the writing was starting to be on the wall, but it's cool that uh, they had uh, come out to actually uh, say that. We actually have a video of Nene uh, sharing a little bit of her side. Yeah. I have made the very hard and difficult decision to not be a part of Real Housewives of Atlanta season 13. Um, it wasn't an easy decision for me. It, um, it was hard. I started on the Real Housewives of Atlanta I swear in 2008. We took off like a rocket. I mean, we took off. Okay, I don't want to hear the whole back. You don't want to hear the whole, yeah. But pretty much he was just breaking it down, like, you know, how they were trendsetters regarding uh, reality TV. Um, because, you know, uh, if there were no Real Housewives of Atlanta, there would no be Real Housewives of Potomac, um, yeah. you know. Uh, the whole series, the whole franchise. Yeah, the whole, the whole franchise really blew up because of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And, uh, you know, Nene, she did outgrow the brand, you know, like she used the platform and she did acting, Broadway, uh, recording songs and everything like that. I, I, she it was it was it was like said, mentioned it was time for her to go. And I'm sure that she's going to do 
bigger and better things because that's just how it happens. When one door closes, another one opens. That's just how it is. But I, I get it. You know, like mostly she was just probably just tired of the whole back and forth, the conflict. And even with uh, the negotiating, because, uh, you know, like when you were reading all that stuff about Nini, she was trying to negotiate more money because she knew her worth. She knew her yeah. value and what she brought to the table. And um, I think it was just a matter of just, she just wanted more money, you know, like, and yeah. she's just like, yo, if you're not going to give me this money, then I'm going to step. And that's what she did. Yeah. Or you heard what she said. She said, I've made the decision about season seven, season 13. She didn't say I'm done forever. I caught that. I she caught said, that. If you go to Instagram, um, you'll see Andy's uh, tweet, the uh, boss, Andy Cohen, um, his tweet of uh, support to her. like Right. The door is open. I don't think it was like a bad split or anything no. like that, that mm -hmm. that some people thought it might be. But right. um, because honestly, like I thought it might be after that time with the last reunion uh, at the end of the year, because they had to do it virtual and she closed that laptop. She was like, I'm done with this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So uh, moving right along, you know, congratulations to Nini on her big moves and uh, she's uh, doing bigger and better things. I know it's going to come for her. Uh, Taco Bell said, when's the last time you had Taco Bell, bro? Uh, about four years. Really? Yeah. Know you, don't, you don't mess with Taco Bell? I'm going to tell you. I, I used to love Taco Bell back in the day. I used to love eating chalupas and everything at Taco Bell. And oh, yeah. during during the pandemic, because oh, yeah. I'm not a fast, fast food person, the older I get, and, you know, it just happens, like, to the younger folks out there. When you get older, you just can't eat like how you used to. And went to Taco Bell during the pandemic. This was back in March. Got me some chalupas. But when I tell you, brother, them mm -hmm. shit tore my stomach up. <laughs> they tore my stomach up, bro. So I'll never go to Taco Bell ever again. But how's about Taco Bell? They are releasing and launching their own line of wine. Taco Bell has a wine that they're going to be serving. Uh, and um, it's actually a wine to pair with chalupas. And it's going to be called Jalapeno Noir. 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 And uh, it's going to see a limited release this week. They're going to actually launch it in Canada. Um, nah. Maybe across the board, it's just five minutes away. <laughs> but I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's what is Pinot, Pinot Noir? Noir, yeah. It's a no for me. It's definitely a no for me with that. Like, And I like wine. But wine I just. Tacos. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just. Mexican together. You know, it, it, now it, it would have been dope if they would have done tequila, but of course, you know, their fast food franchise, right. they can't do tequila, but that's what you would expect. Tequila, tacos, tacos, tequila, wine. I don't necessarily see that. I would have done a hard cider or something. I would have done. I would have done a sangria. Yeah. You know, but wine. Nah. Yeah. So uh, that's like a noir. And tacos. Yeah, and tacos. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Kanye West caused controversy this week on social media, talking about women born after 1993. He said, y'all can't cook. He said, y'all, all y'all know is y'all phone. All y'all know how to do is twerk. And all of y'all are bisexual. That's what Trey Song said. I mean, he ain't lying. No, I'm playing. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is he lying, though? Why am I mad? Right. Why am I mad? I mean, it's kind of true. I mean... We've just changed as a society and different things. It amazes me how many people, how many millennials can't cook. Man. Literally during the pandemic, they have, they, 
they have enriched the pockets of DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that stuff. Like I, I can't see myself paying forty dollars every single day every time I want something that costs about ten or fifteen. But that's what's happening, though, especially with the younger generation. They're ordering okay. all this food. But what y'all need to do is start like you start off like how I started off. The first thing I learned how to cook was scrambled eggs. I did scrambled yeah, eggs right. and toast and toast. And then it went from that to pancakes. Then it went from pancakes. With, right. Like, that's what you do. Start, start, start with breakfast. Breakfast is easy. Breakfast get, is easy. Get your feet wet with breakfast and then you graduate, graduate to some spaghetti. Yeah, everybody exactly. can do some spaghetti, and then you can do some uh hamburgers. Tacos. tacos are pretty easy. Anybody mm -hmm. can do tacos and burgers. Well, yep. burger. Well, well, we're gonna hold on burgers because you got to look at the pink on the inside and make yeah. sure you do them right. But but anybody can do chili. Yeah, can do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it just it, it really amazed me, like you said, especially like um, and you know, I, I might catch flag for this because there's a lot of women out there I know that just don't cook, and I'm like, how how the hell you expect to? get a dude and you know be in a relationship that you know they don't mean? cook is that they can't cook right because i mean the, the, the at the end of the day uh what's that old saying uh food is uh a way to a man's heart you know what i mean or or to a woman's a heart, man's you know? heart is through his stomach yeah you know so uh hey felicia hey songbird yeah that's my ssu buddy right there but yeah uh very true felicia i know you can cook i'm sure felicia could cook uh but anyway so let us know your thoughts and comments. Uh, one more story, said, because I got some stuff going on behind the scenes, man. I got to tend to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you said that, though, like, like what, you, what you got going on? We didn't cover that on, on the show rundown. Right? That wasn't on the rundown, right? No, I just, you know, it's just some, <laughs> some stuff going on. Anyway, don't, don't, y'all don't follow up with said at all. Don't follow up. Uh, okay, yeah, Nicole. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Felicia said, uh, yeah, she can cook. Yeah, since, since 1976. That's what I'm talking about. That's a long time cooking. And, and it shouldn't. And it shouldn't just be women too, because I don't want to come across sounding sexist. But as as oh, men, I learned how to cook when I was eight years old. So yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like like I learned how to cook when I was young because my parents divorced when I was very young. So I was a latchkey kid. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, you know, would come home and make my own dinner. You know, what I mean, my mom taught me how to cook. Like, so it's important for for men and women just to learn how to cook. How are you going to take care of yourself? You can't spend all that money eating out all the time. Yeah, yeah. On nobody for anything. Like you, you just got to know what you know what you need, and that's just basic survival. Yeah, pretty much. Eat. All right. Said uh, a couple more stories. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so I, I got this titled as uh, you know we're gonna do this every week. The fool, uh, some fool ass shit. Okay. All right. I'll make a graphic for it. Yeah, please do. Sorry to all the church folks, but you know, can you? I in behind the scenes, like said, I'll tell you, I love the cuss. I I could curse, but you know, because of my radio days, everybody's like, oh, you know. Yeah, and, and said and said it's supposed to be the the church brother. I mean, just just because I'm saved don't mean like. Oh. Those are the main ones. The main ones that be cussing all the time. I'm not saying you shouldn't cuss. Go I ahead. Cuss now and then. No, you cuss you, because sometimes people don't understand you if you don't. Said you be cussing all the time though. You have to know your audience. No, I don't. You do said when we're in conversation because you're very intelligent and you're said said is a very intelligent, well-spoken brother. But behind the scenes, he'd be like, mmm, like it's you, you, you do go in. 
it depends on the subject matter. Just, just like every black person, like I have a black and like I got my at home voice and I got my professional voice. So exactly. it's what the conversation is. That's how we do. See, white folks don't have to do that. Black black people, that's that's all we know. We we got two sides, the professional side and the at-home side. Songbird, I know my songbird don't cuss, and she's big into the church too. I know she is. Oh, she has a beautiful voice. She'd be singing her butt off. Uh, finally, Kanye West showed his black ass this past week, uh, showing out on Twitter with these crazy tweets, uh, leaking uh, the, the editor of Forbes' phone number, uh, posted his uh, recording contract, uh, even went to urinate on his Grammy Award, and that was just too much. And, you know, I wasn't going to do this story because you all know how I feel. I'm just like, why, do we, why are we even giving Kanye the energy and... But, you know, it's it's hot topics. Folks might not have heard the story. Um, and Kim Kardashian, what was that story that you sent me said that about Kim? I didn't get a chance. It was so much going on before we went on. Oh, no. Um, just following up from his last episode was just about a month ago. And and uh, just prior to that, like that was when he joined the uh, campaign with that crazy little press conference that he had in uh, South Carolina, where he talked about Harry Tubman didn't really free the slaves. So so it's just been every month there's been something else and something that he's adding to her frustrations um, as I guess the wife. And she got four kids. And I didn't realize like them, like those third and fourth kids just passed me by. I didn't realize they had four kids, but it looks like she's. She's she's at her end now too, and yeah, she's who can done. Blame her? Who yeah, can blame yeah. Her? He's, you know, it's just too much, and but it's like you know they can't really control him. He's not on his meds and everything. So and that's the thing. I think she said that he part of last month when it happened is that he promised yeah. to get back on his meds and stay on his meds, but yeah. clearly he's breached that. So mm, well, I mean, how you help somebody who doesn't want to do the bare minimum to help themselves? You got to want to help yourself. You got to want to help yourself. So. Um, with that being said, that's a wrap for the Everybody Mad Live podcast. We really appreciate everybody checking in and rocking with us. You can always reach out to me on social media, Kenya Kabeen on Instagram and Twitter, and at I'm sorry, and uh, Kenya Kabeen one on uh, Facebook. Do you know what it is? Just read it. <laughs> Just read it it's right there. <laughs> I'm seeing lover everywhere. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week on the 25th. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, do some shows on the um, finances. And I know we need to talk about what these parents are doing with these kids because they still in the house. Virtual mm-hmm. learning. So maybe we should have some conversations about that. But thanks for joining us on this episode today. We love you. Have a happy weekend. God bless. You.